There are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back, coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. Uh, we are in episode five. Um, this is our part two for our top ten summer horror movies. I'm Isaiah. I'm joined, as always, by Sean, Ted, and Mark. Um, Sean and Mark are both back this week. How are you guys doing? Doing great. I'm glad doing to be pretty back. good, man. I'm really glad to be back. I, I missed this last week. I really did. Yes, I did as well. It definitely wasn't the same without you guys. I mean, we we did hold hold <laughs> things down true. pretty good, <laughs> and, and obviously the the show went pretty well last week. I mean, we made it almost two hours, so I mean, we I think yeah, we did pretty did good. Great. Um, yeah, I think these I think these guys are dead weight, Isaiah. We just need to cut them. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> my, kidding. my wife listened, <laughs> and she wanted you guys to know that you killed it. And Ted, she wanted you to know that you're hilarious. <laughs> at least yes. one of us is <laughs> oh good stuff well it is good to have you guys back it's it's good to have more opinions and more voices to be heard with you know the stuff that we talk about but let's go ahead and get right into news uh starting off with some wrestling news uh, most people that are wrestling fans already know that nxt has been announced to move to wednesday night's live on USA for a two-hour show where they originally were a one-hour show. Um, and this is all starting on September 18th at 8, 7 central. Um, for those of you guys that do watch wrestling, what are your thoughts on this? I'm disappointed that it's going to two hours. I kind of like the one-hour format. <clears throat> I think two hours is just going to be too much, honestly. But it's I'm glad it's coming to live TV, so I'm hoping for ah. the best. I have mixed feelings. I'm glad that it's coming to TV for people who don't have the uh, WWE network. Um, They can actually see a lot of the good talent that's on there. I don't like the fact that it was announced that Vince will have a more hands-on approach to it because I don't agree with any of his ideas. I heard that as well. Yeah, that's scary. I thought that's why NXT was succeeding. It's because of... less involvement from yeah (laughs) because he wasn't hands-on with that it was a triple is triple h's brainchild and right now we uh now with that with that possibility i'm just like oh the two hour thing i i I kinda i'm on the fence about i can understand sean's um reservations about that one hour seems to be good enough for something like that but Mm -hmm. i don't know i I, if if it's true I was just going to say, I'm one of those weird people that thinks an hour for wrestling is actually typically good, period, outside of maybe one show a week having two hours. 
my, three my, hours my is a waste. My, my reasoning, again, is just if it's true that Vince McMahon is going to be in charge and then two hours is definitely too long because... I mean, I mean, look at Raw. Look at Raw's freaking yeah. three, hours three hours when so, he was yeah. when yeah. he was in charge, uh, fully in charge before you know giving some control over to Paul Heyman. It was like what the first thirty minutes to an hour you would like what barely have any wrestling, and it's just like come on, this is right. Like, even when Nitro was hot, they went to three hours, and I thought it really sucked away a lot of the fun Nitro it's a, had. It's yeah, just three too hours long for TV. Yeah. Too much TV for wrestling. It really is. You can is. fit a lot in an hour, believe it or not. Especially if you have a lot of wrestling. Yeah. See, I understand yeah. both sides um, with you know one hour versus two hours, but I also think two hours could be a good thing for them um, because they they do only have one show and they do actually have a lot of talent. You know that a lot of people don't yeah. even realize because you don't get to see them as often. Or, you know, like with NXT, when it was on just the network with the hour-long show, a lot of times you would have certain people that would only be on every few weeks. Um, yeah. And, you know, sometimes that is good when it when it fits the character. But this will get more eyes on more talent. Um, I think it'll be good, honestly, in the long run. Um, but I do agree that a lot of times... One hour for wrestling is typically good enough, but I, I think with the amount of talent that they do have on NXT, that it, it's probably going to end up being a good thing, for, at least you know talent wise. Yeah. But oh, I hope it. I hope it works out. I just yeah. I mean, Wednesdays <laughs> is gonna, Wednesdays are going to be exciting, nonetheless. Right. AEW, NXT. Yeah. So. We we all saw it coming too that they were gonna you know put NXT you know because they're already on Wednesdays you know and obviously it was it was smart to launch them like two weeks before AEW actually debuts um, yeah yeah the one of the biggest things going around the internet is is like watch NXT will end up having pyro too because you know AEW is talking about how they're gonna have pyro and everything it's like watch you know soon. NXT is going to end up having Pyro on Wednesday nights too. Hey, let it all fly, man. <laughs> exactly. Maybe NXT can yeah. shine and be what it's supposed to have been. Right. Which mm-hmm. is the main brand for a while. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. It's 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 the best wrestling in WWE right now. That's a fact. Yes, agreed. So, kind of moving around uh, on from wrestling news into uh, movie news. Obviously, we're getting into the fall season. You know, we've already talked about some of the um, news regarding the new Halloween movies that are coming up next year and the year after. Um, now, these two bits, they're not necessarily news. They're still kind of more in the rumor stage. It's just stuff that's been said. Um, number one, which I'm very excited for, if it is true, is uh, Tom Atkins. Um, we, we talked about this either last week or the week before, how he had... Um, talked about how he would love to come back into you know the new Halloween movies to cameo in them. Um, part of that interview that we didn't talk about is the fact that he had mentioned that he heard that Charles Cyphers was going to be a part of them. And for those who don't know who Charles Cyphers is, he played Sheriff Brackett in the original Halloween and Halloween 2. Um, so if he is coming back, I think that's that's going to be awesome um, to revisit mm-hmm. another character from the original movie. Cause obviously part two doesn't matter, even though it really does. Um, <laughs> so I, I think, it's, I think it's great. Good. He's coming back. 
definitely. Yeah. It's going to be fun to see him, and if they can get Tom in there too, even better. And he's still dead, so, you know, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Right. His daughter still died. Exactly. So it will be nice to have that dynamic. He maybe he's like, I want revenge. Yeah, he could be that old guy that still wants his revenge. Hasn't let it go. Or be like a true... A true replacement for Loomis, I guess. And so yeah. Loomis just wanted to yeah. stop Michael. It wasn't for revenge, but now you can have that personal vendetta added to it. Exactly. Yeah. Of course, Tom Atkins out, coming back would be cool, too. Like it's I said it's more Tom Atkins, and that that's just good for everybody. Yes. <laughs> right. I need more mustache in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's exciting if, if that is true um, with Charles Cyphers coming back. Um, the other piece of uh, kind of rumor slash news, however you want to put it, is John Carpenter said in an interv- interview that he is coming back to score the movies. Now, it hasn't been officially announced, but if he's saying it, I'm going to take him at his word that it's it's actually happening. So him coming back to obviously do the music for Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, I think, is the smart move to do, um, especially with him. Yeah, you know, definitely. still being a producer and everything yes. with them. So he's great I, at making the music. Yeah, and I think mu- him scoring the movies was a gimme in the first place. Anyway. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it, there's it any doubt that he been. wasn't going to. So, because um, obviously his his soundtrack music um, for all of his movies and the movies that he's done is has always been good. Um, and this is going to be no different, I, I think, with regards to, you know, soundtrack wise, because obviously he did an amazing job with Halloween 18. And uh, yes. it, I think it, it can only go up from there. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. always done a good job. Definitely. Yeah, as long as as long as we don't have anybody screaming, Michael, Michael, <laughs> right? <laughs> Seriously, when I saw that, when I went to the theater and saw that last year, I told you guys this before, but as those first five minutes when he's just screaming, I was like, what did I get myself into? Why am I sitting here watching this? Oh, my. Yeah, it just got so much better and better. I, I, yeah, yeah, that was like a bad omen for me. Scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't even have to omit it. He just didn't have to scream his name. Michael. My, was it, was, it was at the point where I was cheering when he was dying. Yes, I loved it when he died. I was like, we don't have, because I was afraid he was gonna be like the new Loomis for the movie. Yeah, like, me you know? too. And then when he died, I was like, yes, right, yes. <laughs> Almost as if they did that on purpose, Ted. <laughs> I think they did. And they were smart. <laughs> They're like, let's make them hate this guy, and then we'll kill him. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, that Good that job, that opening it was kind of jarring that the the opening of eighteen that's for sure and yeah I, I see yeah. you know I I know what you guys mean by that it was very out there for them to start it that I was, way I thought I was in for a rough ride and I was just like oh no it's it's happening again Halloween Resurrection's happening again <laughs> nope and then the next day here comes Ted. Dude, this movie is so great. <laughs> hey, it's, it's it was great. It's, it's still my favorite. It was. Yes, yes. It, it is was. still my favorite <laughs> Halloween sequel out of all of them. So. I remember trying to mess with Isaiah saying, "I can't say." When that. I when when I got on yeah, here, I, I was can't like, "Say Man. that either." <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I was like, think... "I hated this movie. It was the worst movie I ever saw." And Isaiah's like, "Well, you're wrong." And that's like, "I'm just kidding. I love this movie." <laughs> because <laughs> y'all I know don't... i had my reservations the whole time about the movie but i'm glad i was wrong 
I don't think anything in in my mind could beat Halloween two, but that might be. Oh, it doesn't pers- beat Halloween two, but it's still it might be movie. personal to me because that movie scared the absolute living shit out of me when I was a kid. Right. And the first time yeah, I, I don't saw hate Halloween, Hall- I don't hate Halloween eighteen, but I don't rank it as one of my favorite sequels either. <laughs> it's up there for me. It's it is up there for me too. I, I but at, as an adult. Those movies that scared me like that when I was a kid are the ones that I love the most. Right. And for yeah. me, it was Halloween 2 and Child's Play. Yeah, I like Halloween, the original Halloween 2, and I like parts 4 and 5. I don't know. I could four put it above 5. 4 is up there for me, though. I I'd still stand saying... 2 and 4 and probably... My favorite is still number three but i don't consider that when i think of my favorite halloween sequel because yeah it's really its own movie yeah yeah, yeah. and i, I enjoy the, the hell out of that one as well yeah, yeah speaking People of crap tom on atkins movie, again <laughs> right yeah you gotta turn it off stop finest. it stop it <laughs> i see what tom atkins yells it's not annoying it's awesome but exactly. when that other was yelling I was like, just rip his vocal cords out now, Michael, please. Just do me a favor and do it now. Right. <laughs> but he did die the death he deserved in the freaking toilet, so, you know. I think <laughs> Dang, Ted. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, man. Right. <laughs> so, I can stand that character. <laughs> so that, that's, that's for next year, though. So we, we do have some stuff that's coming out here shortly. Um, for movies, especially as we're getting closer to the Halloween season. So um, now there there is one that's coming out um, sometime next year uh, that looks really, really good. It's being produced by Guillermo del Toro. Um, so I guess, you know, because obviously he's all of his work. I think he he does is great because um, yes. obviously he yeah, just he produced stuff, right? uh, scary stories to tell in the dark, which I thought was amazing. Um, even for PG thirteen, you know, more not I wouldn't necessarily say family oriented horror movie, but you know, obviously it's not a a hard R like gory, you know, type of horror movie. It was very good, very well done. So this um this new movie Antlers uh, is being directed by uh, Scott Cooper. He's done movies. Um, he's directed uh, Crazy Heart. From back in like 2003 with uh, Jeff Bridges, and also Black Mass, uh, which was more recent. He's he's done he's had some you know experience with movies and whatnot. Um, this movie's based on the short story by um, Nick and 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 Tosca, um, I think is how you pronounce his last name, uh, but it's called The Quiet Boy. Very very creepy looking movie. Yes, yes, looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And, I, like uh, I think it was just considered a teaser trailer too. Yeah, it impressed yeah. the hell out of me. I want to see more. Yeah, I think they it. should just leave it as the only trailer. In the <laughs> I I agree because keep everything. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't That's show you anything, which is great. Yeah. You just get a glimpse at the very end, and you're like, "What the heck is that?" And I'm like, "I want to see it." Yeah, I I'm in the same boat as Isaiah. I'd say. When I first saw the trailer, as soon as I saw Guillermo del Toro, I was I'm on board automatically. 
because <laughs> he, he's just done so many great things that I love. And while I was researching him for this portion of the podcast, I didn't realize he produced The Strain, which is a callback to our yeah. second episode yep. where we talked about it. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. that That's awesome. He's done the Hellboy movies. He's done Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. What else? I mean, he did the Hobbit movies. A lot of people didn't like those. Oh, that Pan's was Labyrinth. Peter Jackson that did Pan's the Pan's Labyrinth. Movie. Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth was a good one. Well, he it's it's under his IMDb. That's where I got it. Oh, really? So He was involved in the pre-production. Gotcha. Of the okay. Movies okay. Before. okay. He was supposed to direct them, and then... I don't know. I can't remember exactly what happened. He ended up dropping out. So for... they just gave him a producer credit or something? Yeah. Something like that. Probably because, something like that. He was... Because they were already in pre-production building sets and stuff like that. And I think some legal trouble happened between MGM and I can't be for sure. Like I said, I don't remember exactly what happened. And so finally there was like no movement on those movies and he right. dropped down and Peter Jackson took it, you know, and came back. And, how, how many? Well, he was already producing it, but Peter yeah. Jackson's like, I'll direct too. Just, you gotta get this how going. many movies has Guillermo like missed out on for doing? I mean, you know, obviously with yeah, you know, The Hobbit. But also, he was attached at one time to that um, H.P. Lovecraft adaption of, uh, um, what was that 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 famous story of his, uh, Mountains of Madness or or something like that. At the, I I'm not sure I heard of it. Uh, what the hell is it I've called? I've heard of a lot of H.P. Lovecraft, but not like his non, Cthulian stuff. Right. It's. Mm, it, I just heard about this recently too. I'm trying to look it up right now because that's gonna bug me if I don't figure it out. Well, let's let's not forget that he he's also tapped to direct Justice League Dark, which right? Would be awesome if he does. Yeah. It does go that for would it. be great. Yeah, so it, it was nice at start. the at the Mountains of Madness, and that was originally supposed to star uh, Tom Cruise when they were doing it and everything, and and it was a really ambitious movie, you know, that they were, you know, going to be doing with that. And, yeah. um, obviously never came to fruition. Cause this is like 10 years ago or something like that, that they were planning on doing this and it never happened. And it would have been great. Cause all of Lovecraft's work is just so like, yes, it's so out there, but it's so good at the same time. And the fact that, you know, it's all over a hundred years old and he was yeah, obviously he had a great, a great story writing job. style. That knew how to yes. get to you and make it personal. Yeah. That was a little segue, but yeah, I mean, he's he, he makes such good stuff, and I, I, I have is, high hopes for Antlers, that's for sure. Isn't he working on the uh, the new Fright Night for Shudder? Um, I don't I know. I don't know, but that's interesting if he is, anything. for sure. That would be great. I'm pretty sure that's what I... It was a while ago. I thought I mentioned it to you guys before, but I don't remember. Hmm. It was back around the time that Joe Bob was getting announced for his weekly show. I okay. saw something about uh, a new Fright Night being made for Shudder by Guillermo del Toro. Strange. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never heard of that, but that's great if it's happening. I'll do yeah. a quick fact check. All right. Um, so yeah, so Antlers looks great. Um, now coming out at the end of this month, kind of getting more back towards getting into the Halloween season. Um, there's a 
a movie coming on on the 30th it's going to be released via digital and you know video on demand uh called itsy bitsy um huge ass spiders i made it about halfway through the fucking trailer before i had to turn it off because <laughs> i have a i have a big yes. thing with with bugs and stuff and spiders and i thought they did yeah it looks like they did a good job at strumming that string of fear yeah. with the spider definitely man yeah it grossed me out i was out. just talking about arachnophobia earlier how well they did that in this movie yes Seems like they're gonna capture the same kind of atmosphere yeah arachnophobia oh my god that scared the shit out of me as a kid <laughs> yeah i got to see that in the theater and that was a wild good time yeah so that looks good so that's coming out on the 30th um now coming out in september so uh, not too long after that also on digital and video on demand is a movie directed by bob shea for those of you that are not in the know of who bob shea is bob shea was the former ceo um and he basically built new line cinema um he was the one that took the chance on west craven to create nightmare on elm street and that's why new line was the house that freddie built was a lot to do with Bob Shea. And so he's um, kind of, you know, gone on. Obviously, he's not a part of New Line or Warner Brothers or any of that anymore. Um, he's directed this movie called Ambition, um, due out on the 20th of September. It does include his sister, Lynn Shea, who ob- just looks freaking nuts in this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, she, she just does. looks batshit crazy in this thing. But it, it looks interesting. Yeah, it looks good. It looks like a nice take on the whole gotta go for it and <laughs> grab the gold. <laughs> right. It kind of reminds me a lot of that Netflix movie Perfection or whatever it is um, with the whole yeah. Yeah, you know, orchestra kind of idea. instrument yeah. and stuff. It, it does seem a lot like that, but it, it looks like it could be very, very good. Definitely. It has that Bob Shea feel for sure yep. it had like a kind of an old new line feel to it man 90s <laughs> definitely so so I'm excited to see that one yeah so that, that that should be good to see um now a couple days before that there's another one coming out um by the name of polaroid it looks like your typical typical kind of haunted object movie that's been coming out a lot in recent years when you think about stuff like the conjuring or even even some of the stuff in this trailer brought back a lot of memories of like insidious with like you know seeing yeah. the you know ghosts or whatever specters or whatever the fuck you want to call them in these pictures that being taken with this old camera that you know this chick gets or yeah, it looks it looks like it could be okay uh you know I'm, yeah some of the trailer i liked with the photo and the girl's arm getting on fire yep. i thought that was cool other parts i wasn't too sure but I'm willing to give it a chance. I know the director, his name is Casey in the movie, but he was involved with the Child's Play movie that just came out. So, Yep. Yep, definitely. He's, um, he's also, talented. Also, Mitch so. Pelleggi. I mean, can't go wrong there. Yeah. So, so, him playing a cop in this movie looks great. Yeah, it's definitely worth so, a shot. So, on that fact check, I found I was thinking of the wrong movie and the wrong, or the wrong show and the wrong person. Okay. <laughs> It was a uh, creep show being made by Greg Nicotero. Oh, okay, okay. And he made uh, Inglorious Bastards yeah. and a few other really good movies. Okay, yeah, because that's coming out shortly too, I believe. Yeah, that's pretty close. That's not too yeah. far away. Yeah, that's going to be another great show. 
I mean, Shudder's got a lot yeah. of good stuff, you know, between that Just and not good uh, service. <laughs> yeah, their their app is, definitely yeah. leaves stuff to be desired, but yeah, their content's pretty good. Say it all depends. You I just really want a PlayStation a lot app, of man. They got, they got an app on the Xbox. Yeah. Why can't we have an app on PlayStation? That's Great. probably why. They probably signed an exclusivity. Well, they said... The app for PlayStation is coming at some point. It's yeah, but okay. then again, been Sony's... saying that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, so who knows? Like you can't get you know you can't get the live feed, but you can get all the stuff they have through Amazon. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want anybody to think I'm bashing Shutter because Shutter is a is a great service. Yeah, they got great stuff. They have great movies, better than if you're a horror fan, better than any other streaming platform yeah. that you can find that is legal. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Plus Joe Bob. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can't ever go wrong with Joe Bob Briggs. I mean, there's no, you can't ever not. go wrong with that. That's for sure. Which obviously that'll be coming back next year, which I can't wait for. Hell no, yes. Live the driving. Exactly. <laughs> driving will never die. Nope. So, um, so those are kind of some of the movies that are coming out here shortly and into 2020. Moving on to kind of more video game news, um, we obviously have the Ghostbusters re-release coming up for the Ghostbusters video game that came out, it was 2009, 2010, yeah. something like that? Yeah, I'm excited for this. I love the, I mean, I loved it in 2009. It's been on my mind recently, so I can't wait to play it again. It's basically Ghostbusters 3. That's what yeah. it is. Pretty, pretty much. Yes. Yeah, everybody can make any movie they want. That yeah. was Ghostbusters three for me, for sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got me pumped. And everybody cause... came back. That you know, anybody, uh, any character that came back, they got the actual actors, Bill Murray. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they did good voice work. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it was a, it was a great game. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed playing it when it originally came out. I I can't wait to play it again in stunning HD, which is gonna be a plus. It looks so much better too than it, you know obviously the original so yeah. it's it's going to be a great experience That's being able to be play fun, that man. i can't wait to see stay puff on my big screen <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh it's going to be glorious it's going to be glorious so ted what do you got for blu-ray news this week oh boys and girls gather around the campfire and listen to some fantastic news i have for you Hold on to each other and make your wallets beg for mercy. <laughs> Just an extension of last week. Um, Arrow Video is releasing, re-releasing Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2. Uh, it's the same disc that they released in the Scarlet box set a couple of years ago that also had Hellraiser 3 on it. Uh, same bonus features and stuff. They're just now separate, so you can buy those separately. And That's of course, cool. Stephen King. Yep, in the Stephen King's The Stand is also coming out on September twenty fourth, uh, remastered by uh, Paramount themselves, and uh, it's supposed to be a good release. Uh, the Hellraiser and Hellraiser two releases are coming out. I believe it's the seventeenth. Um, double checking that now because I think it's changed a couple of times on the dates okay. which is which is not uncommon for an arrow video release sometimes they push stuff back and 
But uh, yeah, they like to take oh, their time. September twenty fourth. That's right. Okay, so Hellraiser okay. one and two from Arrow is also September twenty fourth. So there you go, and that basically completes unless something quickly gets added, like all the horror stuff um, coming out on blue. Uh, um, I forgot about haunting. Oh wait, that's in October. Well, haunting of Hill House is coming out in October. Yeah, and that extended edition should be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested in that one. I enjoyed that show, so I'm interested to see what what they can add to it. Right. Just to I, give it more depth. I enjoyed it until the, like the last two episodes. Yeah. Um. The the last I episode, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't really care for a whole lot. I didn't like the happy ending. I mean, you can have. A I didn't happy like ending, the happy but... ending, but I wasn't surprised that that's the direction they went. Right. Either. No, that's why I said the last few, like two or three, because I could see it going that way. Yeah. yeah. And that's Guys, when I started to pull back from the show a little bit. Are y'all crazy? Everybody enjoys the happy. Never mind. I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> well, throughout the whole show, it was such a great horror story. Yep. And then it gets to the point where. We don't we don't want to kill all these characters because our viewers like these characters. Right. <laughs> Your viewers are horror fans and they're expecting people to die. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe I'm just extremely morbid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't have hurt if they did something. But yeah, it was still a good show. I enjoyed it. It was. It was absolutely. It had. Probably, I'd say, the best jump scare I've seen in years, several years. Oh, I would agree with that. I would no definitely spoilers, agree with that. Yeah. It's in there. Because someone almost spoiled that for me, and if it did get spoiled, I would have been upset because it wouldn't have worked <laughs> on me because I would have expected it. And I have one more release. It's coming out from Severin Films. Severin Films, just in case I slurred there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out Tuesday on their website from their website and I believe on Amazon too of course Amazon might have a different release date but it is their limited well actually I think since this is a limited edition this won't be on uh, Amazon but they have a limited edition Blu-ray coming out Tuesday of Killer Crocodile and as a bonus in HD also Killer Crocodile 2 which, uh, well, the name says it all. They both star uh, Richard Corinna, <laughs> and they have great mm -hmm. practical effects. So um, That should yeah. be fun. Now if we could I, just get yeah. Alligator. Right. Yeah, Alligator I would love. I was like, since they included <laughs> both of those back in July, I was like, I'm pre-ordering this double feature thing here because I was like, can't beat it. But, uh, yeah, that and, of course, Hell Comes to Frogtown comes out Tuesday from Vinegar Syndrome this Tuesday. Which is Roddy Roddy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Roddy Piper fighting freaking frog mutants. How can you not yeah. freaking exactly? <laughs> I think geez. it's one of his best movies. <laughs> even though people don't talk about it. <laughs> the only people only talk about they live when it comes to Roddy Piper. Yeah, that's, that's the only right. movie they mentioned. That's like the only one they realize he made. <laughs> Yeah, he did a lot of movies. Though. He really did. Um, yeah, Killer Crocodile from Amazon comes out September twenty fourth. Okay, I think it's yeah, it's only the it's only the first one. So part two is only included in that limited edition from Severing Films, their personal website. So 
If you want Killer Crocodile 1 into 7 Films, pick it up. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Some good stuff coming out, that's for sure. Um, now, just a couple more um, for Blu-ray news, because uh, this next one got me really excited when I heard about this. Um, so a company by the name of Second Sight Films is uh, producing a 4K Blu-ray for the original Dawn of the Dead. That is yes, due out yes. sometime next year, which I can't wait because I missed out on the original uh, Blu-ray release for the original Dawn of the Dead. You know, that's obviously now out of print. And the fact that they're doing this 4K restoration and releasing it, and it's going to be region-free. So even though it's a European company, it will be region-free, which is great, obviously. Yeah, I think it's great, you know. Anytime yeah. you can get a release of this movie, it's awesome because it's, it's really being held hostage. Held yeah. Under wraps. yeah so. Yes, the rights are held hostage along with Martin. Yeah, there's only two George Romero movies that yeah you can't like just buy <laughs> in in here in North I America. I feel privileged to have the two Anchor Bay releases of both those movies. Yeah, I don't have Martin. I have both releases of Dawn of the Dead. Though I've got the Blu-ray in that big ultimate body yeah, yeah the, the, the ultimate, ultimate one is the so. only one i've got because yeah because yeah, that, that's too. i don't have the, the blue because at the point the blue came out uh for dawn um i didn't have a blu-ray player yet so there was no point in me getting it one and i obviously wasn't thinking ahead at that time because i had yeah. a, my huge collection well, we of wouldn't DVDs. know right that it would be held hostage <laughs> right exactly and so yeah this is this is awesome news especially for me who missed out on the original blu-ray release for this it's 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 good and and the fact that they're doing a 4k restoration on it is it makes it even that much better yeah, it's gonna mm-hmm. look beautiful in all its gory fun detail <laughs> yes got this man got this by the that's like it's like one of my favorite <laughs> like color zombies the blood yep it's good stuff that orange it's very it, it's yeah. very fun comic bush bookish looking blood i love it yeah, yeah. it's great and then the, the second one um, for news, and we did touch on this last week about Twin Peaks getting their complete collection release. They're doing a different limited release. It's a 21-disc Twin Peaks release coming in December. This is going to include both original seasons of the show. It's going to include the Showtime limited series, and it's going to include the uh, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me and The Missing Pieces. Plus a host of other features, obviously, because there's 21 fucking discs. Um, they're only making 25,000 of these. Yeah, so that's it's, awesome. A must-have for any crazy yeah. Twin Peaks fan. <laughs> yeah, this just, this just reminds me of, like, even though it's not really the same but like when they did the the limited edition halloween box set yeah i, I mean was the same thing. Yeah. it's it's got to be one of those ones if you're a collector you're gonna want to try to go for this <laughs> that's for sure i'm it'll be interesting to see what this comes out price wise because i when i was looking at this i didn't see a price yet and with it coming yeah, out december either. 10th i mean that's only a couple months away maybe um, this wasn't the same set but i saw it might have been the the first Blu-ray set they released. It was like seventy mm-hmm. seven bucks. So it might not be the new one. Because <laughs> I was like, "There's no way that this is the new set." Yeah. But they're, <laughs> I was like, "That's a 
freaking still. <laughs> yeah, because the uh, um, the complete television collection comes out October fifteenth, um, and that might might be the one that's the seventy dollar one. Um, but yeah, this one coming out more closer to Christmas. Twenty one discs. That's gonna be quite a chunk of change. Um, and obviously, we'll let all of you know once we have more information about this about what the pricing might be so i need they need to include a laura palmer figurine or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh <the> yes <laughs> definitely ted wants a laura palmer uh, body pillow <laughs> <laughs> you know they're actually releasing a a zombie roger uh pillow buddy and it looks creepy as crap i wouldn't want to sleep with that thing afraid of like come to life and bite me dawn of the dead i was like you gotta be kidding me this wow is insane. people are gonna sleep with this thing darn so that's kind of the news that we have this week for upcoming movies wrestling and and blu-rays and video games so getting back into our conversation that we started last week with me and Ted um, talking about our top 10 summer horror movies. Once again, these are not like the mainstream movies that you're m- probably more familiar with. Stuff like Friday the 13th, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Sleepaway Camp, even. These are kind of more your kind of your offshoot kind of movies. So just to kind of recap what we discussed last week we talked about uh piranha both the old the original and the remake from 2010 we talked about the burning we talked about the prowler um we also discussed the hills have eyes the original and oh what was the other one tourist trap tourist trap yes thank you gosh i wasn't here but i'm sad i missed that one Sorry. yeah tourist trap yeah. i can't yeah, believe i all, didn't remember that all great movies all so spectacular movies. Movies. i was gonna <laughs> switch in there, so. yeah i can't i can't so those were our first five so these are gonna be the last five that we talk about uh, to kind of wrap up this you know the summer season um, and movies that you should definitely be checking out because uh, these are great movies that, that we're discussing um, both last week and this week. And then, you know, next week we'll start getting into other topics and whatnot. And I've got a couple ideas I want to discuss with you guys afterwards to maybe look at doing, which I think could be fun. But uh, just to get things started off here, um, the number six spot is going to a movie from 1980 called Humanoids from the Deep. This was directed by Barbara Peters, who also directed Bury, Bury Me and Angel, uh, Summer School Teachers, and Star Hops, and a bunch of TV shows. And also uncredited uh, was Jimmy, um, and I'm going to butcher this name, but uh, Murakami. Uh, he did uh, a segment in the um, heavy metal movie from back in the early 80s, the animated movie uh, called Soft Landing. So, um, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Humanoids from the Deep. First of Fish all, monsters. to talk about Humanoid from the Deep, you have to call it by its true name, which is the Horny Fish People. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say the premise of this movie, Fish Monsters Raping Women to Procreate, and it's freaking fantastic. It is. <laughs> Every good summertime movie needs some fish love, man. <laughs> 
I remember <laughs> it was like a year or two ago I was going through movies on Amazon telling you guys like movies I hadn't seen because if you guys haven't picked up yet I'm like the newest guy in the horror thing because I don't know as much as these guys and I was reading off these movies and Sean was like you, you need to watch Humanoids from the Deep like yesterday so I watched it and yeah, that's a I, I didn't one. realize I was missing that in my life <laughs> oh it was it's like so sorority good. babes and you didn't realize you were missing that either right <laughs> oh I knew yeah, I, I was in for something there. great with sorority babes when I heard how excited Ted was about it because <laughs> me and Ted Bob. are usually side by side, usually on our movie choices. <laughs> yeah. When they mentioned that, I was just screaming in ecstasy. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Suggestion, Joe Bob, humanoids from the deep this year. That would be great. That would be <laughs> great. I wonder if he likes that one. So a couple uh, little <laughs> factoids. Corman classic. Yeah, definitely. So a couple of factoids regarding this movie. Um, James Horner, who was the composer for this movie, composed the score in only 14 days, which is amazingly fast. That's awesome, man. This movie too. Yeah. Um, Joe Dante, who we talked about last week, um, who directed uh, the original uh, Piranha, he was originally um, asked to do this movie but ended up turning it down. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, and that would have been close to the same time, though. He was like doing the Howling because the Howling came out in '81, so he's probably like ready to prep that. Probably more than likely. And then also, a sequel was planned for this movie and set to be released in 1991 by uh, 20th Century Film Corporation, and um, it just never materialized. So it, it was announced. And then just never happened. So yeah, I vaguely remember that, and then bouncing titles around, which I can't recall right now, but I do remember the rumbles on the internet, the infant internet. Yeah, then <laughs> don't forget about the remake that came out in 1996, starring Robert Carradine. Yep, which yeah. which was released on DVD, but I don't know if it's in print still. It probably isn't, but probably not. Nothing beats the original though. The remake's not bad. It's just you know, the original. Yeah, I haven't seen the remake. I haven't seen the remake, I can honestly say. It's I'm stuck with the original on that one. Yeah. Now I have to give it a shot. I didn't even realize that there was a remake, to be honest. In the nineties, Roger Roger <laughs> Corman produced a bunch of remakes to you know, some of his classic movies. Like Piranha was remade in ninety five. Yep. Humanoids from the deep, uh None of this Earth was remade a second time in '95. Uh, also, <laughs> I don't care for that version very much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he did you know just produce remakes and other stuff because it was like for Showtime, so they were basically direct to cable yeah. movies or whatever you want to call it. But he also at that time released Black Scorpion one and two, and I love those two movies. Those are some fun movies. Yeah, those are good. Yeah. The Humanoids from the Deep is amazing. I love the cinematography. I love the the shot of the ocean because you just feel like you go step in that ocean and you're dead. But yeah. then, you know, it, it's the same. You know, it doesn't even matter if you're in the ocean or not because these things come on land and they're going to 
they're gonna kill you and then take yeah. your woman. Yeah. Definitely makes you want. Definitely makes you want to leave your wife or girlfriend at home when you go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have an unhappy marriage, then you might. <laughs> That's Unless story, you're into though. that kind of thing, and you're right. <laughs> Perverts. <laughs> Larry Flint. He hasn't touched that one yet. <laughs> oh, man. I hope he never does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, moving along here, um, onto our number seven pick out of our top 10 summer horror movies is uh, Club Dread from 2004, uh, directed by Jay Chandrasekhar. I think think is how you pronounce it because i butcher last names all the time um but he directed super troopers one and two yeah, i was gonna say who cares it's broken lizard exactly it's it's all made by broken lizard so this movie is great bill paxton as coconut pete is classic yes i mean who yes. doesn't love bill paxton bill paxton's great jimmy buffett who right <laughs> <laughs> Say, super fired. trooper super troopers <laughs> made me like um, Broken Lizard, but Club Dread made me fall in love with everything. Yes, man. like it's a great movie. I think with this perfect movie, balance, uh, yes, perfect balance is what I was gonna say because I, I think this movie did it right for the comedy horror genre. I think they balanced yeah. everything perfectly, and it's 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 a movie that when it first came out, I didn't see get a whole lot of love which is sad because I absolutely love this movie. Yeah. And I think yeah. over time it's just kind of started to grow on a lot of people. Yeah, but it's, I it's love hard this for, movie. Uh, it's hard for the comedy artists too, to not just end up being a stupid Too silly. comedy most of the time. It's right? hard for it to not yeah. become yeah. scary movie. Yeah. It's exactly. really hard for it to not yes. Which is fun. <laughs> Sometimes right. you want something a little better. Yeah, Club Joe, definitely... I'm Takes I always the cake, man. <laughs> that explains a lot. Right. <laughs> so, um, Broken Lizard does consider this to be their funniest film, which I would agree. I, I think, well, I, uh, I do love Super Troopers, but they do consider this one to be their funniest film, which I, I can see why. It is a that's hilarious great. movie. That's cool to know. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite of theirs. It's yeah, it's it's a toss up because I I do love Super Troopers a lot, but yeah, I love yeah, Super Troopers I too. I love man. Super Troopers. I still have yet to see the sequel, which shame on me. Yeah, me too. Oh, I love the sequels. <laughs> it's it's obviously not as good as the first one, but it's so funny. I mean, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's I, I don't want to yeah. say anything because I don't want to ruin it because yeah, it's guys, one of those ones you got to just them. watch. I do a good job. Yeah, they always do a good job. Um, so another little factoid regarding this movie is uh, uh, Broken Lizard did uh, screen this movie for Jimmy Buffett, who was so amused that he requested permission to sing some of the uh, film's original songs on his live tours. Ah, very cool. Which I didn't <laughs> I know, know that. that that is I awesome. Didn't know that. <laughs> That's cool. Man. Very, very awesome. I would like to actually hear him perform some of those just to hear it. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, great movie though. Um Shout yeah. out to isn't it Brittany Murphy? Um Ah, you know what I got the wrong last name. I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I was about to say Brittany Murphy is in the Yeah. <laughs> well this movie's old, but I know it wasn't her. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was uh, and they made the movie. God, what was Brittany your Daniels movie? Daniels. That's it. Daniels. Yep. Yeah. Just That's as gorgeous. Not as famous. Right. Exactly. But yeah, definitely check out Club Dread, especially if, if you like that kind of combination of comedy and horror. It's it's It, it really is kind of that perfect combination of, of the two. And it's just a great movie. I, I, I don't know really what else to say about it. It's just a really good movie. Yep. Good horror, good laughs, some recognizable faces from the time. Yep. It's a good time. So getting yep. back into more kind of the just straight horror, though, we're going all the way back to 1981 for our next one. This is our number eight of our top ten. It's the uh, movie Madman. This was directed by Joe Giannone. This is actually his only only directing credit, which is surprising. Usually you yeah. at least see a few things, but this, this is literally the only thing he directed. This was made around the same time as the movie we talked about last week. But the other one that was based off the Cropsey story. Uh, oh, The Burning. The Burning, yes. Yeah, so this, was yeah, this made one a... has that same element. Yep, so originally this movie started out with the character being named Cropsey, just like in The Burning. But because The Burning came out before this, they decided to change the name, and obviously we ended up with Madman Mars. So Mars. For this, Mars, so. Yeah. So that was, you know, interesting because, you know, obviously you don't really look into this stuff when you're seeing the movies, but once you kind of start seeing all the behind the scenes stories and around that same time, them making almost kind of a similar movie, you know, as one that had, yeah. was coming That's one of my favorite parts of this movie is the Madman Mars story. Yep. The older guys oh. telling them around the campfire. Yes. I just love the atmosphere great. of this movie. I'll just yeah. be in the woods, camping summer camp i should say but they're around the campfire and that's i don't know that's i really like the movie and i like it how you know the kids are on the bus towards the end yeah <laughs> he's coming for the bus they're like you gotta get out of here it's great tension it's just great stuff yeah, i mean definitely. this movie is kind of overlooked and uh mm-hmm. you don't hear a lot of people talking about it either no but i really enjoy it it you know it's got it a blu-ray release it's fantastic yeah definitely needs more recognition it's always been a fun one i've watched my whole life so. yeah and been scared of madman mars in the woods ever since <laughs> <laughs> i don't, don't dare say his name don't say his name, don't yeah. say his name. so oh, wait <laughs> no <laughs> so who do you think would win oh. in a fight madman mars or cropsy from the burning madman madman mars <laughs> madman mars <laughs> i agree one hundred percent. Cropsy's just Cropsy's just a burned caretaker who's just yeah. Mad. He's just nuts. a burned drunk. And Matt Mars is up in the trees and some more yep. crazy shit. Like he's he has more some supernatural hill, elements. Some hillbilly yeah. ninja stuff. Yeah. <laughs> hillbilly I mean, you just ninja. Say his name. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> <laughs> it's not hillbilly, Sean. It's hillabilly. <laughs> hillabilly. <laughs> Gotta watch out for it's, them hillabillies. Yep. <laughs> the hillabilly. It's hillabillies out there. <laughs> Them and the Sam Squanches. Sam Squanches. <laughs> Goddamn Sam Squanches. Can't let my kitties out. <laughs> too many Sam Squanch sightings. <laughs> uh, oh my god. So, another... a few people haven't realized we're Trailer Park Boy fans. Yes. For those of you that don't know, that's Trailer Park Boys. It's a great show. Check it out if you haven't. Um, so another little factoid regarding this that I didn't even know about this is that they originally wanted Vincent Price for the role of Max. Oh, wow. That could have been really interesting. 
Yeah, it might have gave the movie a completely different feel. Vincent yes, Price has that much of a presence. Yes, yeah. but yeah, this is a great movie. I mean, just like the Burning, I, I, these two movies for the time that they came out and whatnot, and the story that they were telling, even though it was a very similar story, very different, you know, outcome for these movies and like story wise, you know, they they had the same basic premise, but two totally different movies. Both I love. A lot. I I I think out of the two, it's, I probably it shows like. It's okay yeah. to visit the same story exactly remaking or coughing and just you know everyone can have their own take on things. It's just like the yeah. telephone game. It's never going to come yep. out the same at the end. So exactly. But yeah, out of the two, I think definitely Madman's probably my favorite out of out of those two um, for sure. Just because yeah, I, I like Madman Mars that much better. Yeah. Yeah. So. Moving on from that, uh, we're still sticking with the 80s right now for our number nine spot. We're going to 1987 uh, for Summer Camp Nightmare. This was another one that Chuck Connors was in. Chuck Connors was also in Tours Trap that we talked about last week. Completely um, different role in this one. Though. Yeah. This is one of my favorites growing up. It's more of a thriller, I'd say, than a horror. Chuck Connors is the head of the camp, brand new for the year, and more of a soft-spoken religious guy trying to instill values in a bunch of wild-ass teens who <laughs> definitely aren't ready for that. Right. <laughs> so yeah, this, uh, this movie is based on the book uh, The Butterfly Revolution by William Butler. Yeah, which is also a great read. Yeah. I would say, for me personally, like it's kind of a Lord of the Flies kind of story with the one kid taking advantage of a opportunity that isn't exactly fully true and right. convincing every other kid to say screw these counselors and it's time for us to take this and have our fun yeah i, I was kind of getting that vibe especially when you were talking about the movie and, and whatnot <laughs> last or last week or the week before whenever we were discussing who reads books <laughs> I, 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 did, I definitely did get kind of get that Lord of the Flies kind of feel when you were talking about it, that's for sure. Yeah, I like it more than Lord of the Flies, personally. So. Yeah. Lord of the Flies is great, but this one, it's more of a realistic, almost, for your simple, everyday you know, city kids going to camp of, hey, the grown-ups are gone, now we can party, right. not realizing all the fucked up shit that's going to come with no supervision. Because yeah. no one there's fully developed enough to handle themselves. Definitely. I think my favorite scene in the movie is they when they decide to put the one guy on trial for raping one of the girls, and his trial is he has to try to cross the rope bridge, and if he succeeds, he's not guilty. If he fails, he's dead. He's guilty. And he succeeds, so they say, fine, he's not guilty. And all the women, or the girls decide, no, nah, this is bullshit. We're not letting this go away. And they <laughs> right. literally attack him like a group of ants and carry him off. And you do not see him again till towards the end of the movie when he's hanging from a tree. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. So he got his just desserts despite their trial. Yeah, this is definitely one uh, one of the movies I haven't been able to see yet. I definitely do want to check it out, especially after talking with Sean. You know a little bit about this. Yeah, it's fun. It's something actually like everybody can sit down and watch too. It's not just you know, like I said, it's more of a thriller. Yeah. I just always remember seeing it in the horror section in the video store, 
And like any kind of cover you see for it, it definitely always has some girl screaming in the background. Yep. <laughs> but more of a fun, realistic thriller. And if you're, you know, you still got a little bit of kid in you, it's kind of fun to see the kids taking over the camp, too. Yeah. <laughs> Just reminds me of heavyweights. Who didn't want to do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the kids take over and <laughs> lock Ben Stiller in his little jail cell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one of the best summer camp movies ever. Yes. Because I love heavyweights. <laughs> heavyweights is great. That was like my childhood movie. I watched that movie so fucking much. It was great. <laughs> You're sending me yeah, to Stellar had one camp? of his douchiest roles. <laughs> like, he plays it so yes. well. Make you skinny Person winners. Guy in dodgeball. <laughs> yes, definitely. You gain five pounds. Get off the scale. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody turned out a gain that's great oh my god that's good <laughs> so that's our number 9 pick here it's number 10 our final movie that's on our list for this year for top 10 summer horror movies is from 1983 a movie by the name of The Final Terror this was directed by Andrew Davis who also directed Under Siege The Fugitive and the movie Holes um, what are your guys' thoughts on this movie I love See it. it Joe is great and yes. it has a great twist at the end that just I don't know. I love the killer in this movie, even though you don't really know for sure who it is until yeah. the very end. But the killer is so stealthy, and it's just—it's fun to watch for sure. And Daryl Hannah's young, yeah, kind of an unknown, I believe, at the time. So. Yeah, definitely. Or just up and coming here. Yeah. Well, that you have Ralphie from The Sopranos. Yeah, she was a hula. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Daddy Hula's. <laughs> yeah, so when, when this was filmed, Daryl Hannah definitely was an unknown at that time because it was filmed in uh, 1981, I believe. Uh, but then they ended up shelving the movie because they couldn't get it distributed. And they got it distributed after Daryl Hannah's career kind of took off. So th- I thought that was interesting. Cause, ah, wow. Yeah, because yeah, I, I didn't know that, that they had a... filmed it so early and then just shelved it for the longest time. So, yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, it's when I was researching it, like, it was listing separate dates like there were different movies but then you would read them and yeah they were talking about the same movie so that that was kind of a little cool factoid on top of that also the cast members did their own stunts too which i thought was interesting yeah i'd read that that's pretty cool because some of the stuff that goes on in the movie i mean they're climbing trees and yep putting themselves through a lot so cheers to them for toughing it out for the movie (laughs) definitely Mm -hmm. Not every actor and actress is willing to go through that. That's for sure. No, definitely nope. not. Yes, it's but been. But I think old... it shows when you don't have the stunt doubles. So, you know, it makes a difference. Right. So, you know, we have ten movies that we kind of discussed here. If you could only pick one from this list of ten that we've talked about over the last two weeks, which would be your favorite of these ten for the summer horror movies? Ooh, I got you guys there, didn't I? He <laughs> did, because they're good movies. so many, I mean. I will say The Hills like... Have Eyes for me, because that's one of my favorites, period, of all time. I think so. that's probably mine, not, too, is The Hills Have Eyes. Not only these are not only these are good movies, they're each a different type of movie, too. Yeah. So it's hard. yeah. But you know what? I do love The Original Hills Have Eyes. And as I said last week, it's one of the few movies to actually give me nightmares the actual night I watched it for yeah. the first time. So I will say Hills Have yeah. Eyes because I love that movie to death. Figuratively speaking, of course. 
<laughs> All right, so that's three for Hills. Mark, what's your choice? One of us, Hills. Mark. One Hills. Of us. <laughs> Hills. Oh, Mark, you don't have any... man. You don't have willpower, man. You just joined us. <laughs> no, no, One no. of us. I'm putting Summer Camp Nightmare number two because I just really I, love yeah. that movie. <laughs> um, Which is not what anyone else would really do because there's better movies it, on the list. It's just special to me. So. Yeah. Okay, so if I wasn't going to pick Hills Have Eyes, it would have to be either Humanoids from the Deep or The Burning. Yeah, yeah I think Humanoids was up there for me, too. The Burning definitely was up there. So, well, Burning and Mad Men is so kind of interchangeable. There's so many great movies. It's yeah. so hard to just, like, this yeah. is the best Watch movie. Watch them all. Yes. <laughs> I think Hills Have Eyes is the most recent one I've seen, so maybe that's why I jumped straight to it. <laughs> Oh, man, I love that. I've loved it ever since. Like yeah. people look at me funny when I say I think it's a better movie than Nightmare on Elm Street, but I don't care. I love. I don't it. agree. And Nightmare on Elm Street is great. I just, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. No, <laughs> that's cool. No, that's totally movie. cool. But I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, so those are definitely our picks for top ten. Not as well-known summer horror movies you know we'd love to hear what your guys are if you guys agree or disagree with our list um obviously we're on social media facebook we also have instagram and twitter at cls podcast uh, we do have our website where you can listen to all of our podcast episodes both past and present so that's www.clspodcast.com please reach out to us if you have anything yeah. any thoughts suggest you know. some movies to us yeah suggest some movies that we don't know and yeah. please rate us on whatever platform you listen to it would help us get out there to reach more people Yep, definitely. And I, I know I posted this um, on our Facebook page and Instagram, and I even think Twitter this week, but we finally got uh, approved for iHeartRadio. It almost was a month-long yeah. ordeal. So we're on the largest platform for podcasts right now as of this week for iHeartRadio. So if you don't have Apple Podcasts or TuneIn or any of those other apps, iHeartRadio is most accessible out of all of them. Give us a listen on whatever format you that you choose. And like I said, please share with other people about our podcast. Uh, we'd love to grow our community. And definitely feel free to reach out to us on our social media platforms as well. We would love to hear from you guys. But until next time, as Ted always says... See you next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. Campers.